Konnichiwa. Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and this week we are talking about days one through three of the Kyushu tournament. Yeah, it is Kyushu. Yeah. I had to think about that for a second. (laughs) But before we go there, let's talk about bingo. Because there are about 370 of us playing bingo right now, which is super fun. (laughs) Uh, The cards are still available, so if you want to play bingo, you can go online. Or your grandma wants to play bingo. You want to get somebody else into sumo. This is (laughs) a great gateway drug. All you need is an email address. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as everyone in your house has an email address, four different people in your house. You can can have four different cards. Four different cards. Mm -hmm. I've seen lots of that going on this week. It's kind of funny. We got people playing all over the world. It's super fun. And you will uh, be a world champion bingo player. It will if be. You win. Yes, it will be. You're and playing with the world. Yeah, you are. And I just want to do a major shout out and thank you to our sponsors this time. Big Sumo Fan, Robert from Big Sumo Fan, which is a great place to get your sumo goods if you're in the US. They are sponsoring us. They're offering a calendar. Yeah. 2022 Perfect calendar timing. for the winner. And we were also joined this time by World of Sumo. And uh, World of Sumo is a social media sumo news and entertainment platform that uh, tries to make all things sumo accessible to everyone around the world. And they've got a very diverse team from across the world, Japan, Scotland, America, Australia, England, and Mongolia. Yes. All over the place. You've seen them. I've seen them mostly on YouTube. They're starting to put out videos now of sumo news and things like that. It's great. We love them. We'll say more about them as our bingo game goes on. But they're also offering a 2022 sumo calendar yeah. and a bonzuke and a uh, mascot t-shirt in the winner's size. So, y'all, there's more and more prizes just rolling in. So please play bingo with us and win. That's right. And don't forget, you get my jar of jam. That's right. And bragging rights. That's right. So there's lots and lots you could win by playing bingo with us. That's right. The other thing I want to mention is I went to the Japanese festival at the Fort Worth Botanic Gardens yeah, this the last weekend. Gardens, yeah. And... So many sumo clubs from Texas were there doing sumo demonstrations, and it was just loads of fun to meet all these wrestlers in person, some of whom I've met, not all of them. They had a ball playing with kids to like warm up and then they That's were doing so cool. sumo demonstrations for it looked like maybe 300 people oh my gosh yeah i'm telling you texas sumo is growing yes. faster than you would believe and here's the weird part it'll probably be in like 10 years this is the way i see it. it'll be like all texas wrestlers yeah. versus all japanese and mongolian wrestlers <laughs> that's what i'd like to believe no but people maybe we grow them big here we do grow them big and uh we've got space you know yeah everybody can have a backyard and doyo. <laughs> we got room for a swimming pool and a backyard doyo i just uh want to say it is true ladies sumo wrestlers give the best hugs in the world i wish i could have gone and hugged people i had work next time next time but i loved i love that the turnout at the gardens was so good i mean just the japanese festival in general so many people had a lot of interest and from what all the pictures it looked like the audience was really big and bringing sumo to a whole new audience and they could see it up close, you yes. know, and appreciate it. So yes. that was awesome. Corey Morrison from Dallas Sumo Club was doing a great job explaining what was happening, telling people about all the different clubs in Texas, introducing the wrestlers one by one. We had male and female wrestlers. It was just loads of fun, y'all. It's such a great community. That's right. 
Shall we jump into a news flash? Yes. If you've been watching the first three days of Sumo, you have noticed that Tochi Notion is out with lower back pain. Sorry, all you bingo players. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> that means Asanayama and Tochi Notion are just dead spaces well, on it, your card. It did say, though, I mean, in one of the articles I read, they do say that it could take two weeks of rest, but his coach says he intends to re-enter if he can recover. I hope he does. I hope he does. Then he'll be active on the bingo card again. Yeah, yeah. But if he doesn't, then this is kind of a guaranteed drop into Jurio. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are wondering what that would mean. You yeah. know, is he going to hang out in Jurio for a while and just make some money? Or, you know, I, I don't know how that man can go much longer on his knees and his body. He needs the rest, for God's sake. But what does it we mean? We could have said the same thing about our newest Yokozuna, though. We could have. Yeah. We could have. So who knows what's in store for Tochi Notion? That's true. How old is Tochi? I feel like he's older, though. Yeah. But um, I hope he makes a recovery. Rudin, if you haven't noticed, is also back. You know, he was suspended for three tournaments during COVID lockdowns because he went out with a woman who was not his wife, That's as right. everyone likes to make sure they point out. It was not his wife. Multiple times. 25 times. They yes. were specific about he had 25 <laughs> love lover's trysts with this woman who was not his wife. Anyway, he is back in Makushita and he is making his comeback, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, he's going to rock it back up. Yep. Look, I ain't judging. I don't know what's going on between he and his wife. <laughs> Maybe this other woman was is the woman of his life. It doesn't matter. But Who if knows? he's making a comeback, I'm glad to see him there because he's a great wrestler. Yeah. I mean, his only weakness is his heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd call that his heart. Well, might be a we different weakness. We don't know. We don't. We do not know. Maybe she we don't makes... know the whole situation. Maybe she. Maybe makes his a real, real wife. Small. Maybe uh, maybe his real wife was a horror wife. Horror wife. <laughs> <laughs> you listened to our maybe. episode last week. You would understand that reference. Maybe she's a music teacher. Or a commoner. Maybe she does. <laughs> Maybe the, she's a foot massager. All the I, ways they she is. refer to their wives is always a joy to read. But anyway, if you have uh, not been watching Sumo, I don't know, A, what's wrong with you, but B, um, you must be under rock. Magaki, mm-hmm. also known as mm-hmm. former Hakuho. Yokozuna Hakaho, is running security duty in the Hanamichi, and it's making my whole life because yes. it is so weird. But it's one of these cool traditions that even when you are the greatest of all time, yep. you know, you graduate into retirement and then you're at the bottom of the pile again. Mm-hmm. And I love that they make this tradition of, well, you're going to just be security guard. Mm-hmm. I loved it when Kakaru was sitting there in his blue jacket and I love that Haka was sitting there. It's the only funny part about it. And I, I, they've always done this. But the wrestlers who just come off, you know, the doyo mm-hmm. bow to the security guard. <laughs> Could you imagine in any other sports if it's like football and like Tom Brady finally retires and he's like a security, security guard? Yeah. And then like standing there, you know, in the passageway to the, you know, the locker rooms and like all of the wrestlers like bow to him. It's a, just a strange, kooky, weird thing. No other sport has this yeah. where it's like you now are the bottom of the pile in the sea of blue jackets. Anyway, I enjoy seeing him in his blue jacket. He also, there was an article I read, uh, maybe it was a Mayanichi, but he was saying um, he's actually 
not stressed for the first time in his life when it comes to sumo. Yeah. Sitting there in his blue jacket. He's like never had a Saturday, a first Saturday that's not relaxed. So he said, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying myself. (laughs) Yeah. He's just sitting there in the Hanamichi. I mean, can you imagine he can sleep in? Yes. He can eat whatever (laughs) breakfast he wants. He doesn't have to work out for hours on end before showing up. No. He just slides on that jacket. Yeah. And he gets to talk to all his friends as they go in and fight. Yeah. And And even in the past when he wasn't wrestling and he had a lot of bouts or, you know, boshas that he took off, he's still probably in the back of his head is like, I've got to make a comeback. He always was thinking about his body. You can't ever stop. So no wonder he's just sitting there just eating his Cheetos in the Hanamichi. I don't know if he's eating Cheetos. I hope he's eating Cheetos. (laughs) I hope he has a snack back there. He's enjoying the show. Uh, Anyway, the sumo tours, this is good news if you are a supporter of a sumo club. They are allowing uh, supporters and close members of the wrestlers to be able to watch Keiko again. And there are all allowed to come back. Now, they're allowed to come back into the stables, but they have to do a temperature check, wash their hands, and wear masks. Mm-hmm. But there are some parts of the normal sumo world that are starting to return. Now, it's still not open to the general public. That was going to be my question. Yeah. It's not there yet. but It's just supporters. Just supporters. But, hey, it's one step closer to maybe normalizing. Yeah. So that was good to, that was good to hear. Yeah. You know? That's all I got. Did you research the story? I was watching Nato Sumo this morning, and at the mm. very beginning, they said something about someone did an armed robbery at the Basho. No. Yes. Did you see anything I about did not, that? I did not see that. Oh. My source that I go to, I did not see that. Okay. Well, but, uh, maybe that's a story to come. Maybe, maybe whatever you saw it on was like breaking news they got the first <laughs> maybe not to sumo had first this on the display beach. and they were like hakaha maybe is not the best security guard in the world because there was an armed robbery <laughs> it's a great joke and i was like that's a really really good joke but i want to know more about that story <laughs> be amazing i mean be quite shocking but amazing if there's like a whole show that's going on and then there's like a armed heist right? going on like backstage <laughs> right now i'm that's- just gonna make it up there's been an armed heist it was a bank robbery. They drilled through the floor. <laughs> they took and all a bank the cash vault next from, door from and sumo merch. And no one in this. All whilst there was a sumo tournament. There was, this is a James ex- Bond. Yes, there was an exchange of jewels that went that went on somewhere. Right, I don't know but how there's it a happened. diversion of the tournament yes. and the noise. They only clink the through the concrete or blow things up whenever. Whenever the Gyoji clink things together? No, whenever the crowd goes crazy with the oh. clapping after well, and then, Fuji one. And then someone came in from the roof on mm-hmm. a really long line to the Mission Impossible theme song. But did song. not hit the ground. No, did not touch but the ground. one bead of sweat yes. <laughs> did touch the ground. Yes. No, he caught it with his hands. That's, that's right. how it works. That's right. Oh, well, anyway, that's all we've got. All right, you want to talk about day one? Sure. Um, I was just glad to see... All the guys back up there. I don't know why it seemed like a long time since the last boss show, but it did. It just did. I think it should just be noted that we have some new Mawashi colors. Mm -hmm. Aqua is no longer in Aqua. I know. He has switched it up. He is in lime green. Yep. He must have needed to just find some umph to get into this boss show. But the truth is, him versus Sada Naomi, you know, we don't talk a lot about Sada Naomi, but this first match. I don't know. I saw like a little bit of like spunk and fire that mm-hmm. I just hadn't seen in Sada Naomi. I mean, I've I always called him the sad clown because he just looks sad and just kind of un, 
I'm being mean, but just there's not a lot of energy there. And he looks feisty. Yeah, he does. Yeah. This uh, this bout, I was actually worried because as it ended, Aqua ended up flying off the doyo in this like epic charge and push out of the ring by Sada no Umi. Mm-hmm. Just noted that he had a sideways flip that was amazing. And he landed kind of on his neck after he wiped out the whole salt basket. Oh, oh I know Remember what you're talking this? about. He's yeah, yeah, on yeah. The side of his neck. Yeah, off the doyo. Yeah. And it. I'm just, it was just a good reminder of just how incredibly flexible these guys are. Yeah. Because that, in a normal person, would be a life-threatening injury. Well, With that just body how, weight and how he fell and the distance and how high up he was, and he's fine. Well, the time and energy they spend practicing how to fall. Right. Is, is what I amount that to. You know, like you can learn how to be strong. You can learn how to take your fellow wrestlers down, but you got to equally know how to land on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was apparent. He has practiced. (laughs) He's practiced losing and he's great at losing safely. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it was nice to see Abby back and he beat Chiyomaru. He had an aggressiveness that Chiyomaru just really didn't have. And it was, it was impressive to see. I'm going to skip though to... Chiyoshoma versus Kotoeko. Okay. Because I didn't like it, and I know it's a hanka, and I know it's legal. But look, it's day one, right? Yep. And it was a good hanka. It was quick. It was fast. Chiyoshoma just immediately stepped to the side. But I was just like, dude, day one? (laughs) Day one? You really have to go for that on day one versus Kotoeko? Like, can't you meet your sumo? It really, honestly, I mean, in some ways it was great because Kotoeko was truly thrown off guard. He was like, really? First match of the day, Chiyoshoma gets a grip on Kotoeko's belt and he just heave hose him straight off the doyo and into the gyoji's lap on the ground. And I was actually worried that the gyoji was hurt. But it was a huge throw by Chiyoshoma. But you could tell that Kotoeko was like, I'm here to meet my sumo, honestly. So Chiyoshoma won by Uwata Dashinage, but I don't know. It just left me. I, I don't like the guy. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I don't like him. I have to agree with you here. I didn't like that fight either. I was just like, day For one? For the same reason. I found myself going, oh, Can you not on. do sooner? Can you not just meet him? <laughs> is he but, your biggest foe? But I also thought, it's oh, illegal. day one, this is a tough day to be a gyoji. This is a really tough oh. day to be a judge. <laughs> I know. There's, because it was like full on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Hoshoryu versus Shima no Umi. Hoshoryu looks more and more like his uncle. Have you noticed? Yeah. Because his body is kind of looking the same too. And Hoshoryu gets Shima no Umi's belt and backs him to the edge. And instead of almost pushing him back and out, he gets a like a really deep grip um, on Shima no Umi, who is wedged at the edge, but mm-hmm. he's not budging. So then Hoshoryu quickly shifts and pulls a Shitatanage throw, and it was just very pretty. It was a beautiful underarm throw. He looked very much like his uncle in the speediness, um, his reaction in the moment. And Shimonoumi's not an easy target, you know, so mm-hmm. he made it look really easy. Maybe it was just day one energy, but I liked it. My favorite bout of the day the most exciting bout of the day to me was takiyasu versus endo mm. mainly because i don't know the kimarite that took the gyoji down first <laughs> it, no, was it was a rough day. i mean he right? popped, he popped right back up i know he went off the doyo in a spin and popped back he up just in time yeah 
And he still finished calling this match. Okay? So <laughs> there should be a kimorite. We're should... taking a geoji out. Well, yeah, I would have to look at it again, but uh <laughs> it, he was trying to get out of the way. There's been a lot of It was of... like a spinny doshi. Well, it was a spinny doshi. There have been a number of bouts where the geoji's like, ah, oh, I gotta get out of here by the yeah. way. And because they're going around the edge so yeah. quickly and it's just bound to happen. I was glad he made it back up though, but <laughs> He definitely got taken down. But I like watching Takayasu and Endo. They're really nicely paired. Yeah. Takayasu evaded a number of really close calls by Endo's advances. And he just stepped back and looked at Endo, who was about to finish him off by pushing him, you know, over the ropes. He was backed up. But Takayasu pulls this beautiful belt throw on Endo, who spins to the ground just as Takayasu steps out. Now, it was when you slow it down, um, it was really hard to tell. So they called him on a wee. We got a, a two for one with the with that. And it was um, a good call. It yeah. was a good call. So the slow-mo, though, in the rematch, Indo has some like trickery trying to keep his hands off of the dirt as he's flying out. And and maybe Takayasu steps down, steps his foot first. But anyway, that that's the way the first match went. And I heard in Japanese they were say they said um Muzukashidis. Oh difficult. Yes. And I was like, look at me. I'm uh, learning my Japanese. Right? But it was really difficult to tell yeah. who won. But it was magical because, you know, however the magic happened, we got a rematch. We got a two for one with the Tori Naoshi. Takayasu second time around looked focused. Endo looked tired. He was tuckered. He just didn't have the stamina that Takayasu has. He gets a powerful grip on Endo and pushes him squarely back and out. You know, Endo tried to step to the side, but Takayasu just followed really well and pushed him over the Tawada. So it was an Oshidashi win. Woohoo! Okay, the last match I want to talk about is Kiribayama versus Terunofuji. Okay. This was the one that was exciting to me as well. Just because it's Terunofuji and Kiribayama, two mm-hmm. Mongolians. And Kiribayama is my new boyfriend. But what was funny is you could just see, though, the nervousness of Kiribayama, of course. But Terunofuji is staring him down. And Kiribayama is looking everywhere else but <laughs> at the eyes of the demon himself, mm-hmm. Terunofuji, as they're kind of prepping for the match. You clearly can see his nervousness. But Kiribayama gets a grip quickly and tries to move Terunofuji backwards. But Terunofuji is just so strong, he doesn't budge. But Kiribayama is is just got a lot of energy like a demon. So he actually, in this moment, having this grip, he does something, I don't know, it was bold. He tried to throw Terunofuji, which is just a bold move, Right. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's the strongest out there. He's also got a grip on him. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to try throw. But of course, Ted and Fuji drives him back with that. It didn't work. Kitty Bayama fights hard and resists enough, but he gets his right hand outside grip on Tedanafuji, and he tries to get really creative, though, with his legs and kind of trip Tedanafuji. And at the same time, Tedanafuji, if you remember, he has like Kitty Bayama's belt, but his belt is really loose. Mm-hmm. He wears that black belt that, and they must have tied it a little bit loose, knowing. So it was interesting to see how Ted and Fuji couldn't work his normal lift up and push back with the belt being basically under Kiribayama's armpits. Mm. So how it all ended was Kiribayama did try to trip 
sort of by straddling and getting Tedanafuji kind of tripped up and moving backwards. It didn't work though, because Tedanafuji is just too smart. And um, he, and eventually, even with the loose belt, he swings Kiribayama to the dirt with a, with a um, over thigh scooping body drop. It is called a Komata, Komata <laughs> Oh, I said that so well. Komata sukui. Anyway, I had not seen that uh, Kimarite listed before, so that was a little bit interesting. What I took away from that is that Kiribayama fought like hell. Tedanafuji still has the expertise, but um, Kiribayama was bold enough to try some things on the big man that maybe a lot of other people just don't even have a chance you know, to try. Mm -hmm. They just get outpowered and outmaneuvered by him. So you could see him working, you know, okay, maybe this, he's got a grip on me, but can I trip him? Can I trip the big guy backwards? You know, when you talk about different styles of sumo, Mm -hmm. there's very aggressive kinds where you're just, you know, it's all, you just run out of the gate screaming at somebody else and try to push him out. And then there's kind of a more defensive sumo that's kind of extremely grounded and it makes that person really hard to push over. Like Takara Fuji. Yeah, but also like Terunofuji. Terunofuji is so heavy in the low body and how they train that in their wrestlers, I mean, I guess they trained for that for decades in order to get that. And this is one for me where I just kind of marveled at Terunofuji's ability to stay low and be immobile. Right. Because that's not easy. Right. And he's a tall guy. Yeah. Um, I ran into Bruce from the Tachiai blog at the Fort Worth Japanese Festival. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we talked about day one, but we talked about it in such a way I hadn't watched it yet. And he had. So we talked about it without him telling me who won anything. And he talked about this fight. And he was also talking about Terunofuji's defensive abilities, but also his ability to constantly stay in the center of the ring. Right. So not only stay low and stay heavy... Mm-hmm. Well, he called it heavy feet, um, but to stay in the center. So Kiribayama is the one spinning around right. and trying to do all these things, but he's defensive in the center until his moment. But if you do get Tededa Fuji on the bales, he's still impossible to push over. Well, as we saw yeah. in day two, yeah, <laughs> which I'm going to talk about. It's that same ability to somehow hang in there and stay low enough that your your partner can't get you out. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so shall we go to day two? Yes. Day two, which is, you know, thank you, TV gods, for giving me Aqua versus Chiyomaru on day two with their green mawashis so that, <laughs> yeah, I could do a little green screen because I spent way too much time on Tuesday putting different things in their mawashi. Uh, maybe I'll share more of them on Twitter as the week goes along. Please do. Anybody was... green on green deserves to be green screened, right? <laughs> it just instantly made me think of the queen. And whenever she wore that green outfit and everybody yeah. Was just photoshopping stuff onto her. Yeah, and that's it was what I was doing. With- perfect color of a green screen. <laughs> yes. It was like lime green. <laughs> All right, but I also have to thank the sumo gods on day two for the atomic wedgie we were treated to oh. in the Teretsuyoshi versus Ishiura fight, y'all. I don't even like the name of it. Okay, the official name Tsuridashi, but it truly was a thing of beauty because imagine. Imagine reaching over someone, reaching over their shoulders, grabbing their underwear from behind, lifting up so that the other person's butt is high up in the air and their head is down, and then walking them out of the ring, and that's what it was. It was. It was like a schoolyard wedgie bomb. It was... 
And I think actually it was more embarrassing for Ishiura because <laughs> afterwards he was just like shaking his head like, dude, how did I get that vulnerable into that? Possession. His head was truly in the nuts. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing I after know, I saw it. It but was, it was just interesting so good because that's small. Those that's small man sumo. I know. You know? Wouldn't it be amazing men. to see that happen in two equally huge wrestlers? Well, here, lean over. I'll do it to you, and we'll see how it goes. I don't think I could lift you up that way. I don't know. I thought first of all, you wise, need a really, really heavy thong for well, me to be able to true. lift you up. Like that. Sure, I don't just think like... any of mine are quite that sturdy, but you. You know, it's like his shoulders were resting on the inner thighs of, I mean, like he could have flipped him fully up and done a cheerleading <laughs> right? thing and then Ishiura would have been straddling his face. With his feet pointed his feet up in the air pointed- going, sumo, sumo. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, it was- I think all of us just appreciate the yeah. weird stuff sometimes yeah. when it comes it, along. It just, if that does not deserve a technique prize, I don't know what does. Well, and also it just says for Tedetsuyoshi, he's like, I see an opportunity here. Yeah, I'm going I don't- I don't know if this is a real technique, but Y'all? his butt is here. I've got a grip, and I can lift this kid. I don't know why it doesn't happen more often, yeah. honestly, because it, it makes the most sense. Regal or graceful move doesn't matter. It, but to be thrown like that is like <laughs> whatever side of that the east to west just got full moon. I kept thinking, you know what? As a kid, kids would love to be picked up like that. Oh, I would yeah. have loved to be picked up like that as a kid. I'm it would sure have felt we were. amazing. I'm so sure maybe we it's fun in in a sort of way. It reminded me of the comedy routines that they do before sumo when yeah. they talk about legal and illegal yeah. moves and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was just as enjoyable. So thank you, sumo gods, for the atomic wedgie. I don't know how the judges decided that Hoshuryu went down first when he fought Tamawashi. I really... Do not get it. And there because was no mono right? There was no mono There was, was no second chance. There was no doubt at all. Because when I watched the Tamawashi versus Hoshoryu fight, I would honestly, I thought they both went down at the same time. I would have called a rematch if it were me. But if if you haven't seen it, Tamawashi had Hoshoryu like against the ropes, completely against the ropes. And Hoshoryu just grabbed onto Tamawashi's belt. Or I can't remember. Maybe it was around... I don't know if he had the actual belt or not, mm. but their bodies were close together mm-hmm. and they spun and rotated as they went out at the same time. Right. And it looked to me like Tamawashi went down first or it was a rematch, but there was no question. It was Hoshoryu. It was like, when? it was Hoshoryu lost. Oh, Hoshoryu lost. Yeah. Oh, okay. I so do it's remember, one of those like, weird moments. Tamawashi was just looking top Tamawashi form, though, as far as he his was. charge. He was in charge, charge the whole time. Yeah. But it really looked like there was a reversal right at the edge, but it wasn't called that way. So, yeah, I'll just call it one of those. They seem I don't to understand. doubt a lot and they always have a mono e. So it is weird when they're like, that looks iffy. And they're like, nope. Yep. Clear. <laughs> and even when I saw it, it was still iffy when I saw it on the slow-mo. So who knows? But they were really sure of what they saw. So that's all that's important that's because right. I'm just one we're Texan not. watching from across the world <laughs> who knows so little about sumo, but learning every day. That's right. So I just have to follow their lead. Another bout that deserves some major props. Okay, there's if, if you had to name two wrestlers, mm-hmm. just two wrestlers in the top division who each have the superpower of like staying power and just being 
slow and and like outlasting their opponents who would be the two people you would choose takayasu and takara fuji that's right so <laughs> it was those two on day two against each other so we knew it was going to be a long drawn they out sumo match they always have long matches and it was this like slow mo disappointed it was yeah. three over three minutes yeah. right it was like slow mo sumo yeah it's truly a thing of joy to watch it it really is you just know there's a lot going on underneath the surface you can hear the heavy breathing yeah it does look like a lot of stalling out it does it's <laughs> just like two old guys who are like let's just let the crowd just hug for a bit and they'll think we're working but let's just take a break but at the end i just felt like oh each of those guys absolutely deserved a beer i wish i could yeah. treat them each to a beer because yeah. that was a long long drawn out fight uh takiyasu came out on top with a shitatanage it was just great. Yeah. I always like to see these guys. You get your money's worth. Yeah, you absolutely do. I have to say overall, I'm going to the um, Taka, Taka T-Rex versus Onosho. And I'm not even going to say anything about the fight itself because I just want to give major props to Taka Keisho for his post-win faces. His post-win face on day two was basically, I'm going to stand on the edge of the ring and lift look my chest up high you. and look down upon everyone else in the entire arena because I am King Kong, is I know. what it seemed like. He does something funny with his eyes, too. His eye, He's got that one eyebrow that lifts one up. up yeah. it's, I swear the boy knows when he's on. And, well, he, and he's been on. He is on. We are seeing a lot of old Takake show. Yes. I'm not as worried about his neck. I, I did notice after this day, he checked his neck real quick. Yeah. After the bout, he did a little tiny readjustment and was like, oh, there it is. But he seems to be back in top form. His yeah. swat, swat down, his big <laughs> push, you know, his double-handed swat to the ground. Yeah. His, his upper body is really amazing. Yeah. And he's, uh, moving he's, well. he's on, he's moving well, and he just completely overpowered Onosho on yeah. day two. But honestly, in my opinion, the best parts are post-match. Post-match. Yes. Okay, but fight of the day, fight of the entire day on day two was the last fight. Terunofuji versus Daesho. Yeah. Well, Daesho backed Terunofuji all the way up to his, to the edge, and he was pushing Terunofuji, whose, who's, I think, heels were on the Tawada, and pushing barely. for it's all like his... His big toes were gripping. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was so almost over the edge. And Daesho was using every muscle in his body to get Terunofuji out. And Terunofuji just held on tight to Daesho and went nowhere. He just held on and wouldn't go out. And and he ended up shifting a little bit to the left to kind of gain a purchase. And then he did the most satisfying throw of badass. a human being I have just ever seen. Badass. It was just squinage. <laughs> I'm just going to lift up the upper chest of Daesho and put him Flat on the ground. Well, and he it, swung to the other side, too. It was it's just, like he prepped in the one direction, and yes. then he threw the other way. And he did this all while on a tightrope. It you know? was squeal-worthy. There are I squealed, too. Uh, yeah, I totally squealed, too. And, and I don't know how the entire... The entire audience did not stand up and scream at this point because it was just so good. He gave us our Yokozuna. <laughs> he really did. Match. Oh. You know, he looked... Every bit of that. And I mean, props to Daesho. Daesho came at him hard. And yeah. Daesho beat him, right? Last 
last uh, Basho. Um, all I know is somehow Terunofuji took all of that energy, 300 plus pound energy and momentum that was coming right at him, shifted the direction of it and took Daesha's entire body up and off the ground, spun it in the air and down to the ground. Ugh, it was amazing. Oh, yeah, that's when his arm... Yeah, that's when his... Oh, that's yep. right. The arm things came off. The arm came things off. came off. So he beat him in September 2021. So he knows how to beat Terunofuji. Okay, got it. Um, but only because Terunofuji grabbed the elbow thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's interesting. But it, he came at him with that... When you beat Yokozuna before, yeah. you're like, I can do this. Yeah. And Daesho still has... Um, he's a great wrestler. He has... He has a little bit more to go, but um, he he consistently, like Hokuto Fuji, presents a problem for these really high rankers. Yeah, and um, he's just kind of that that guy that I would be nervous if I was a top ranked Yokozuna to go up against because he's a little bit unpredictable. He needs it, he wants it, and he is good enough to do it. And he's beaten him in the past, and he has such precision. Like there's some yeah. guys. With their tsupati or with their noto attacks, have such precision that it completely overwhelms. And we've their talked about this other before. Daesho has this perfect tilt, this perfect yeah. slant when he's pushing up at the chest with his arms and the when thrust he gets attack, it right. Yeah, when he gets it right, that is really. I mean, that's his number one weapon. But I have to say, I'm seeing that from Abi this time yep. too. Abi looks scary in a way that he hasn't in the past because, yeah. well, you know, it's only day three, so who knows what's going to happen. But they're so well-timed and well-placed. And that, fast. Yeah, and super fast that the uh, person, their opponent just can't quite answer. Right. Right. That was a good match, though. Just I, I enjoyed seeing that. Day three, you know, Abi handedly beat Shohozan. Shohozan is, as we've talked, is a hometown boy. And so he's got one win, two losses. So he has a lot of the crowd on his side, but that did not affect Abi because he came in just feisty as hell. And uh, and it was impossible for Shohozan to recover against the speed at which Abi, Abi was attacking him. So that was a Tsukidashi win for Abi. I wonder, what's the training? What's the training there to like get yourself pumped up, ready to just die or get somebody else out of the ring, you know? The I, mental, the, just the mental game of that, like pumping yourself up to the heavy point metal where you're music, right? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. someday when I someday when I talk to an ex Yokozuna via like, interview, what was your pre-show yeah. show mix on your headset? Yeah, how did you? Let do me know that? what that was. Yeah, um, but whatever it was, Abby was listening to it. He was. He was. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, sad Yutakayama is back in town, and I don't like it, but he's very sad. He lost Ishiura. But I saw the the sad glimpse in his eyes of <laughs> Maybe just it was, defeat, and I don't like it, but sad Yutakayama's back. It was hitting the salt table, though, too, on the way out. He took out the entire pedestal of salt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I hope he finds his mojo. Okay. Ura versus Hoshoryu. Surprise! Little guy on Hoshoryu proves to be tricky for Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu, I think, does better with bigger. I mean, he's he's what he's five nine. He's five nine, five ten, something like that. He does, I think, really well being the agitator to bigger guys and getting in there and getting close. But when he goes up against Ura, who is about the same size but bigger and wider, it it it. 
it was tricky for him. So Uda slapped down so easily, Hoshoryu. you. And it did look like a bit of a slippy otoshi, as they yeah. like to say. But it looked like Hoshoryu was kind of a bit unfocused in that moment. And so Uda was just so low. That was That's what makes Uda magical, is that he has the flexibility to get lower than the lowest, mm-hmm. the shortest of wrestlers. And he gets in, sure he's just like, ah, he's under me, and he slips, and it was just all too much. And then uh, Uda yanks down on Hoshoryu's arm, and he hits the dirt with this pull-down maneuver. It was a hikiotoshi or slap-down maneuver. It was, it was beautiful. So Takara Fuji versus Endo, Dad does it again. Now, this was purely, purely because Takara Fuji has wrestled more children than Endo ever has. <laughs> and Takara Fuji, like, Endo's all over him. Yeah. And his belt, he's charging at Takara Fuji. He's getting him to the edge over and over, using all of his energy. And he just has this huge charge to the Tawara. And he tries to push Takara Fuji out. Problem is, Takara Fuji stays in it. Every single time he stays in it, he won't budge. He's at the bales. He won't budge. So he waits. He just waits. And Indo follows. is so tuckered out. He is just plumb tired. And he... Takara Fuji gets sort of to the inside of Indo's pits and kind of tries to rush Indo back and out. But Indo is just tired. He just gives up. He gives up a foot inside the ring. And it's just perfect veteran sumo on display. It was patience. It was exercise and endurance. It was a a nice Oshidashi win for Takara Fuji versus Indo. I thought it looked as if when Endo began this, he thought, I am not going to get locked up by this guy. I'm going to do anything and everything else I can think of to not get locked into a long something right. with Takara Fuji. And so he pushed, he pulled, he went to the side, he forward, backward, right, everywhere. And then, yeah, just ran out of gas. Yeah. He's like, you don't even know. I've got three small children under the age of five at yeah. home. They, this is easy compared they do this to every getting day. them ready for bed. That's right. <laughs> so you do whatever you need to do. I'll just wait for you to calm down. Then I'll push you out. Yes. Oh, man, uh, there's a lot of bouts, you know, but Mitaki Yumi versus Daisho, um, this was an, this was a nice one to me because Mitaki Yumi holds up so well to that Daisho <laughs> attack. Like it doesn't affect him. And this is a, this is his number one trick, Daisho's number one weapon. And it just doesn't work. He doesn't budge at all. Daisho expends like all of his energy. Mitakiyumi steps back into the side and after a quick sort of kind of misstep, like a slip sort of, it seemed a, he seemed a little unfocused, Daisho. Mitakiyumi gets under the arm of Daisho and behind his head and swings Daisho down to the, the dirt with a sukinage. I gotta say Mitakiyumi looked a little angry after this one. Yeah, and there was something, there was some beef between these two. Well, I also think he got clocked in the head many, many times because Daisho was just going for the chin and just doing whatever he could in Mitakiyumi's face. Right. So and he's not I budging. Would, and... I would be angry too. I'd yeah. be like, geez, can't you try something else? Just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Kiribayama who is at Komasubi now after this match, he loses. It's He's 0-3 to Takakesha, who is 3-0. Yeah. But it was just like a easy, like it was just a B-swat to Kiribayama. <laughs> well, one hell of a B-swat. One hell of a B-swat. It was like a roundhouse B-swat. Yeah, but it just shows you Takakesha is back. And he <laughs> took the new Komasubi down 
about as fast as one could. And what did he do with his eyebrow afterwards? He put his eyebrow up and he was like, and there, that's that's how I'm an Ozeki. Don't you forget it, Komusubi. <laughs> Kitty Rama steps forward. He hits the ground. It just was almost comical. But I love to see Takakesho in top form and he looks like he's there. Well, Tadadafuji against Wakataka Kage. The long arms of Tedanafuji is able to keep the little man from getting inside. And Tedanafuji is like a bear who just keeps kind of swatting. And Wakataka Kage is sort of lost. And he doesn't seem to have a plan of attack. He is baffled by Tedanafuji, as I'm sure. But Tedanafuji is baffling to every single one of them. He's impossible any way you face him. So it ended up being pretty easy. Tedanafuji Oshidashi win over Wakataka Kage. But... Um, I want Wakataka Kage to figure it out. He seems a little bit lost last Basho in this one a little bit. I think the last few times that Wakataka Kage has met Teranofuji, he's gotten caught in the arm vice. Right. So he stayed distant. Exactly. So but I think he that didn't was... have a plan when he was distant. He was like, well, now what? No, he did. Like, I watched it and it seemed to me like Wakataka Kage thought, okay, different game plan. Right. I'm going to stay far away. I'm not going to go in tight. I'm going to pull. And so he pulled, he tried every kind of pull and overarm thing. And and Teranofuji is just so grounded, none of it worked. Right. It pulled him forward occasionally, but never down. And so then it made it really easy for Teranofuji to just push him out at the edge. Yeah. I think that was a different game plan that just didn't work. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you do. I mean, it's probably the same with Hakaho. Everyone kind of yeah, knows you're like, you going to go guy. in and be like, there is no way to attack this man. He's just so good with any plan of attack. And that's the way Yokozuna is supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Unbeatable. Yeah. Or, or the big wave that you constantly run up against. And right. or you're like, okay, I'll try this and I'll try that. And it's great for Wakataka Kage right. to keep thinking of different ways to approach him. Right. But it ended up in a loss. Yeah. He lost. <laughs> that is all I've got for day three. So, y'all, the sumo is great. The sumo is great. No complaints here. Nope. None. So we will still be watching as the week goes along. We'll come back next week with more sumo stuff uh, about when the bingos could start coming yeah, in. Yeah, day four we'll through see. nine. Yeah. You shall see what happens next week, y'all. Until then, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Sayonara. Bye. Bye. Bye.